friends, we are Two Queers Walked Into a Church. Yes, we are. And we are giving you the queer Christian perspective on all things politics, social things. Yeah. News. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. That is us. That's us. We started this podcast two years ago (laughs) and then stopped because life. Yes. That's it. Just life. So we're going to kind of like reintroduce ourselves, right? Yes. And then go from there. Do you want to talk about what we're going to talk about today? Sure. Okay. So recently, a pretty big YouTube personality, a makeup artist, if you will, James Charles, made a video where he happened to say a few very, how shall I say this? Like, do you want a word besides transphobic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Like, I honestly, like, it. it is, he said transphobic remarks. And whether or not that was intentional or not, we want to discuss that and the ramifications behind saying transphobic things regardless of whether you meant it or not and things of that nature. But yeah. we are going to reintroduce ourselves personally since it has been two years and a few things have changed. And hopefully I don't sound as dumb when I'm talking about sexuality <laughs> and gender because I was a very baby queer when... You were a very baby queer. You were fresh meat in the world. <laughs> yes. Fresh gay meat. Fresh gay meat. Yeah, perfect. All right. Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah. Since you're my elder okay. in the gay world. Sure. <laughs> Here I am, Dom the Elder. Um, Ooh, that has a nice ring to it. Dom the Elder. <laughs> Some people also refer to me as Daddy Dom. <laughs> What are we saying about ourselves? Oh, my job is exactly the same, um, but I'm going to be doing a, a little bit of a job change soon, I think, but I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. Well, let the kids know in case they haven't heard episode zero. This is true. In case the kids don't know, I work for 18 Adolescent Center where I facilitate LGBTQ support groups and do community events. Yeah, that's me. My name is Emily. I provide behavioral and art therapy to a child and I'm super happy that I'm working there now instead of Starbucks because it's super rewarding. It's a good company to work for which in my personal opinion. I'll be there for almost a year now. In June it'll be a year and it's just been really fulfilling work because I actually get to use my art degree and I get to work with a child who has autism which is super near and close to my heart because I have a sibling who has Asperger's. So I I think that I want to start shaping my career into something along the lines of therapy more specifically. I would like to eventually probably do art therapy for people within the LGBTQIA community. But this is a good start for, for me, I think. I agree. Thanks. All right. So now we're going to um, dive back into kind of how we identify on the spectrum. That has definitely changed for the both of us as well. We'll keep it. Pretty brief, I think. Yeah. We'll try to keep it pretty brief. So, I would say, when was Philly Trans Conference? Was it in August or August. July? Yeah, okay, yeah. so August of last year, um, I came to the realization that I am a non-binary individual. I sat in on a talk during the Philly Trans Health Conference on non-binary and kind of more of the, I don't know if the correct terminology would be like almost like the otherness. Mm. Of Maybe, trans yeah. are, and I don't know, like, this is a thing we'll probably cut out, but, like, I know, like, the white in the trans flag stands for non-binary mm-hmm. people, but, like, I feel like sometimes 
non-binary people don't always align themselves with trans people yeah or trans sure. or it's maybe not as socially acceptable mm-hmm. even though the white and the flag literally stands for them which yeah. i just found out recently for sure agree so but just like learning about non-binary people and like how they identify and how they came to their own realizations of how they identify and I was just sitting there in the conference with another person who actually identifies as non-binary and I just started crying because I was just like oh my god this is exactly how I felt for a long time and I didn't really know how to phrase it because I'm not trans like as like I'm not a trans woman and I don't want to be a trans man but I've never really like fully identified as a woman like I like looking feminine because of like I like how I appear or how I like how other people perceive me but then I also like being really super masculine when I got my hair cut really really short the first time some little kids would be like are you a boy or a girl and I was like ha 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so, and like the person that I went with to the conference, they were like, "I'm non-binary, but I really like the term gender fuck," and I like that term too because it's like, I like being in between the 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 binary, and I like just kind of playing with that type of situation. Yeah. And I have kind of left the idea of pansexual. I still like pansexuality. Mm-hmm for a sexuality I don't know whatever like a a marker essentially yeah I like queer better because I feel like it's more androgynous which is perfect for what we're about to talk about but go ahead it is um so I I don't know I guess I've always kind of identified as like somebody outside of the box Mm -hmm. but I didn't really have language for it for a long time so I've always identified as a genderqueer, non-binary person. I just didn't always call it that. So I sort of feel the same. The only thing that's really changed for me lately is I don't feel like I have to so strictly fit into like the role of masculinity. Like I, It used to be something that was really important to me because I felt like I was really shoved in the direction of femininity. So I kind of like was put off by femininity and I tried to not be a part of that in any way yeah which ultimately was just me not being my authentic self it was just me trying to like fit somewhere nicely so I've been exploring more than I would before and I still don't feel comfortable wearing women's you know what would be considered traditionally feminine clothes or women's clothes but I got my first manicure the other day it's been like two weeks now so they don't look good anymore but I didn't paint my nails I just got like the manicure done and then they put clear polish on them and I was like oh, look at me I'm so feminine not really but <laughs> yeah but that was my first like experience stepping outside of like what I considered my traditional like gender role yeah and that was really interesting but my gender hasn't changed that much over time I've I've pretty much always been pretty androgynous and I wear a binder and all that good stuff and yeah cool beans here i am here you are yeah yes, we are here and we're clear <clears throat> so today we've already disclosed we're going to talk about james charles comments that he made how they were inherently transphobic and just kind of like share our thoughts i guess mm-hmm. on that cool okay so i full disclosure have been a fan of james charles for a while and mostly 
that's because I think he's super pretty. I think he has really great makeup skills. And I was not, I don't, I would say I was not fully aware of all of his scandals, even though I did start following him like a while. I'm not, I followed him, but I wasn't like deep yeah. into the following. Yeah. I was not a, a shishtar. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I would say as strong as some of his fans are. Like, I knew about the Ebola thing, but I kind of, like, chalked that up to, like, he was, like, fucking 17 or something when he did that. Yeah. And, again, with, like, what we were about to say, it wasn't out-and-out racism, but it was kind of, it was, like, inherently racist in the way that he was, like, oh, well, the only way we can get this if this awful disease is if we go to Africa. Maybe we shouldn't go to Africa anymore. Blah. Or whatever the fuck. (laughs) I chalked that up to like oh he's just young and he doesn't know what he's saying but like you still need to hold yourself hold these people accountable because they are in the spotlight they've chosen to be in the spotlight they and like social media has been around for a while now like he knew what he was getting into and there's plenty of young people that are on the internet that don't have scandals and like know how to talk about things and like just don't go spouting off things and all that stuff and then after this whole thing i was like okay i found out about like he like went to dragcon and was like cutting lines and stuff and like was basically like i'm an influencer i'm gonna cut in front of you because whatever and half the drag queens didn't even know who he was (laughs) (laughs) and just other stuff like there's a big scandal within like the makeup community where everybody's racist tweets got brought up and we're just like oh fuck that sucks (laughs) like you kind of suck and then this on top of all of it it just seems like he's been doing a lot of apologizing lately which is making me be like like fuck you suck like i I didn't want to admit it because i like the content you put out but i can't deny the fact that you say incredibly stupid things and you can't you can't just keep saying oh i was just dumb mm-hmm. oh i wasn't thinking it's like okay but you how long have you been on social media you have i he has a manager i'm pretty sure he has a pr manager he's on top of it he's point. got an assistant he's got so many people who should be helping him filter his mind yes you know what i mean and especially with something like that like he's friends with people within the trans community granted they're usually more passing people not your lady dame down the road who just now figured out that she's a trans lady and is like living her life but doesn't super pass like we talked about that in our initial conversation so it's just kind of like you gotta start holding yourself accountable you can't just keep relying on apologies to get yourself through you can't it's just you gotta take accountability for your words for sure so my perspective on this is quite different because a I didn't give a shit about James Charles because <laughs> um, I do not care about makeup. And the only time I watch YouTube videos, it's when it's those compilation videos of when they like cut that weird foamy stuff. Yes. I love those. Those are great. That's the only time I ever watch YouTube. And if my mom sends me like an inspirational song, then I'll listen <laughs> to YouTube as well. So I don't really, I, I, would, I came from like a really different place in the sense that all I saw was like, a privileged, bratty, white dude who made a really transphobic comment, and he did apologize for it, but I still feel like there's layers to this. Yeah. So the first thing is, so his comment was, 
that he feels like he is not gay anymore because he has found himself attracted to women and trans men was the comment that he made. Mm-hmm. Which inherently implies that trans men are not men. And I understand that he also said he's found himself attracted to women, but I also feel really awkward about the fact that he lumped women and trans men together. Exactly. Which is also wildly problematic. So there's like kind of two parts of that that are really weird for me. And then as far as him, you know, he is young and he is dumb for sure. And he does need to be held accountable for these things. But there's also a part of me that's, like, a huge fan of call-out culture, where it's like, okay, I get that you're young, I get that you're dumb, but, like, you have to check your privilege, and if people don't call you out on it, you'll just hide in it forever, Yeah. and that's fucked up, and people can't let you get away with that forever. And I really think that his fans, especially, should be the people that do that, because if his fans don't do it, he's going to be like, well, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Because, like, I'm still going to make money. I'm still going to, like, yeah. do my shit, whatever. Yeah. If it's people like me who already don't give a fuck about him, he's just going to be like, well, that dumb dyke doesn't already give a fuck <laughs> about me. <laughs> and he's just going to go about his business. But if there are people who matter to him, which are people who are his fans or people he looks up to, if those people are calling him out and saying, like, hey, what you said is fucked up, that's not cool, what you said is transphobic, I feel like that is what's going to sort of change how those conversations happen, as opposed to he just gets to apologize and get away with it, and then the next week his sales are, like, through the roof again. Oh, yeah. Well, he just he just announced a tour. Of course he did. <laughs> and he has multiple different levels where there's like I think it's like $55 just to get in. Okay. And then <laughs> I'm going to call all the cis white gays <laughs> to boycott the James Charles tour until he gets his bullshit together <laughs> and proves that he's not a transphobic piece of trash. Yeah, and it like okay, but get this, get into this. <laughs> it's $55 just to get in. It's $95 to get a signed, like, lanyard and to get, like, I guess, preferred seating. For it's a, what? So they what can does he be, do? He, I think he's, On his tour? I don't know. I think he's probably either going to do some makeup thing. He might sing. He might play the piano. Does he sing? He does, actually. He's actually pretty Is decent. He good? He's decent. He's not, like... I'll believe it when I see <laughs> He's not, like, amazing, but, like, he's he knows how to do those, little, like, little, like fake runs and all that shit like but like one of my favorite videos this vocal coach coming into his apartment and literally tearing his his singing to shit good <laughs> I'm good i'm so glad because um, i just can't with the fucking entitlement yeah but like oh but it gets worse like he not only does it's 95 dollars to get that sign thing and get preferred seating but then there's 150 and you get to meet him and like get all this shit beforehand and then there's a 250 thing where you get all that and then you get a special hangout with him like you get to hang out with james charles what do you do when you hang out like yeah and like how many how many of these ultra vip tickets has he sold 
probably so many. Yeah, so many of them. So, like, how real is this, like, interaction where y'all going to be hanging out? It's just going to be you all in a circle and then James talking to all of you. It's not, like, yeah. going to be a personal thing. I was going to say, what does he do? Does he, like, you guys, like, eat lunch together? Yeah. Or? He just says, oh, my God, I love you the most, Angel. Ew. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so good and fresh. I, <laughs> You're no. so good and fresh. Did you say that? Yeah, he, yeah, that's, like, his thing. Good and fresh, sister. I don't know. Good and Fresh is the one that I know that he says, like, all the time. I already hate him. And, and I just unironically, know nothing about him. He, like, unironically, ironically calls everyone Angel, but, like, in that weird fake way that, like... Yeah, because he's like, fake! <laughs> he's so fake! Come on! He's so fake! You're blinded because you're like, oh my god, this palette bitch yeah. is so good. And I get it. Like, I really do get it. Because my friend, Corey, who fucking cares? I'm just going to say his name. Yeah. He called me and he was like, excuse me, we're going to need to have a conversation about how much you hate Sister James. And I was like, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. And he was like, I saw your Facebook post and I can see that you're clearly really upset and I get it. But like, can we talk about not hating him? And I was like, no, we can't talk about not hating him because I hate him. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're like just... Because that's where I was, like, where I was at the, at the point where I was kind of just either ignoring his, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that's what Corey's doing. I love you, right. Corey, by the way. <laughs> um, but for personally, for me, I was just ignoring his shit. Because yeah. I was just like, which is my privilege, because I'm a white femme-passing pre- person. Right. And I can buy his palette, which is decently cheap because it's sold by Morphe, mm-hmm. and it's got a pretty nice wide range of stuff and he has put out some like really super awesome content recently like he's he actually like takes what his like if you just talk about him just as a youtuber he's a fantastic youtuber and really puts out great content and all that shit except for when you make transphobic remarks and like my main thing with that okay it would be one thing if he was made this video and he was just talking about his sexuality because he did mention also that he like he views himself as a boy, not a man, and likes to present feminine, and likes the chase of hooking up with straight, quote-unquote, yeah. dudes, or just straight, not quotes, um, dudes, um, because he looks so feminine, and because it's a fantasy. Which I feel like almost, like, bastardly uh, borders on non-binaryism. Um, but I'm not going to let him have that. <laughs> sure, right. Um but, like, he, he – fuck, I'm, like, my train of thought went, just fine. went to shit. <laughs> Here's my thing. Yeah. I get that he is talented, but someone being talented doesn't mean that they can't be fucking awful. Correct. <laughs> oh, I remember what I was going with. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, go, okay. Go. Um, so my main thing was that – I was frustrated with was the fact that it wasn't just him having his own conversation about his sexuality and how he feels and all that shit. Just talking to a, he was talking with a straight man who doesn't understand anything about LGBTQIA people, like knows of them, is friends with them and is like the passing way of like, Oh yeah, I support you and all that shit. But like, I'm not gay, whatever. That's fine. I don't understand straight people, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But like this person did not understand anything that James was saying and is probably fully going to trust James's opinion and trust James's descriptions of his mm-hmm. sexuality and be yeah. like, oh, well, this guy thinks that way. So right. that must mean, like, you're not super gay. 
if you're, like, into trans people. Yeah. Like, you're in the middle. Which is so problematic. It is. And, like, okay, so do you think that the Kinsey scale is problematic then? I because, do. yeah, okay. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, the Kinsey scale is a very gendered, and it also, I think spectrums are can be problematic, too, because yeah. spectrums imply that there's, like, one end or two ends yeah and then everything else is like considered in the middle and like yeah. what if you just don't feel comfortable on that spectrum like what if you want to create your own spectrum yeah and you're just like well i'm something entirely different than something in the middle i'm just a non whatever you know yeah non cis person yeah which really kind of like centers cis identities but regardless someone who is not of the binary even when you say sometimes, like, well, I feel very in the middle, for some people, that's just not true. For some people, it's the exact opposite. For yeah. some people, it's, I just completely defy gender. Yeah. So that's why I think Kinsey is kind of, like, a little problematic in that essence, because it's like, well, you're either sort of male or sort of female, or you're really, really male, you know, like, yeah, stuff like that. And in same regards into, like, sexuality, because Kinsey scale is, like, homosexuality is over here, heterosexuality is over here, but there's still kind of like that implication that you're like very male or very female in essence because of the way it's so hardly defined, I guess. Yeah. I feel like I have a a duty to call this person out because, number one, my boyfriend is trans. Um and I live with another trans man, and I feel like if I'm going to say that I support these this person, it's kind of a slap in the face to them as well, because it's like, okay, yeah, cool, I can like somebody, and like, I guess like you can like whoever you want, and you can indulge in in media whatever you want, but I wouldn't necessarily say like no that like James Charles is like one of my favorite YouTubers, because it's like my boyfriend and my friends like come first and like yeah. I don't want to align myself with somebody would say against that. those values yeah, yeah or would have no thought whatsoever into thinking of the fact that oh my god like my words are definitely homo uh hom- not homophobic but transphobic yeah and it's just like the underlying thing with like any sort of like hate speech whether it's racism or homophobia or like transphobia and all that stuff like right in, about now like a lot of the stuff in our political climate is not full-on racist but it's inherently racist and it's well it's like you have institutional racism which yeah. is like it's still racism it's just really implied and hidden it's not direct like we're nazis yeah sort of racism yeah but like also so many people who participate in implied racism or like subtle institutional racism also have like values of nazis yeah exactly <laughs> they just don't call themselves nazis yeah and we're not saying that james charles is a nazi at all not at all <laughs> i mean maybe he is i don't know <laughs> but i'm not gonna say that he is because i don't know that no i would say no um <laughs> but like you your words hold value in whether or not you want to admit that like we said you have to check your privilege and you can't just throw out Mm -hmm. stuff like that especially like in an age where we have cis gay men who won't date trans men won't date trans girls because they're like oh like like that's not exactly like what i want or would date a trans girl but only if she has bottom surgery yeah yeah you know or maybe she doesn't have 
bottom surgery. And they're like, well, like, she still has male-assigned genitalia. Sure. You know, and so, like, well, it's okay because of that. You know, like, at least I'm, like, getting, you know, what I want out of the situation. And they're, like, pretty and whatever. Yeah, which is super gross. Uh, So when I first... This whole thing got... (laughs) I got involved with this because... A lovely friend of mine called me out on Facebook because he knows that I do like James Charles or have like James Charles and I bought his palette and everything. It is bomb. I will say that. But he called me out and he's like, hey, yo, sis, like, are you, do you still like him after this? And I was just like, ha, like, I don't like being called out on social media, (laughs) especially because I care what people think of me, which anyways, (laughs) and I, I will be honest, like, I argued for him, and I was like, oh, man, like, what about, like, what if he didn't mean it, and all that shit, and, like, and, like, and then I have a conversation with my roommate, and he was just like, you can't, it it doesn't, it doesn't matter what he meant. Mm-hmm. It's what he said. It's what he said. There's also a part of me that thinks, like, or really, really strongly feels like I know that somewhere in his brain... He really believes that trans men are separate from men. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he wouldn't have separated them out in that way. Yeah. So it's also like, maybe you didn't mean to say it out loud, but you slipped up and told everyone what you actually feel. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your fault, because if you wanted to not be, you know, hated or disliked by that group of people, you should have, A, not thought that way in the first place, because that's shitty, um, or B, you should have worked hard to, you know, suppress your biases and work through that on your own until you can kind of come to a conclusion where you find that that is not true. Because mm-hmm. th- that's really the thing that bothers me is that he for sure thinks that somewhere in his head. Otherwise, it wouldn't have come out that way. Yeah. Oh, I also found – so I, I'm still following him on Instagram. And, like, I, I saw – he posted, like, another apology video where he did – like point out the fact that he was absolutely wrong and that it was transphobic and that he shouldn't have said that and Which, that's good yeah that's good that's good and all he then then brought up the topic of genital uh, preferences. preferences okay and he did disclose that the one trans guy that he had hooked up with had bottom surgery so mm-hmm. that's a whole thing. How do you feel about that? Sounds sounds a little fishy. First of all, I hope he asked this previous partner of his that it was okay that he exposed to the world what their genitals look like. Yeah. A. Because it's because it's super easy to like fucking yeah. all like all of his fans are super like I'm sure investigators. That he can, like Google it and find out who it is. Yeah. So I really hope that he conferred with this person because if not, that's not cool. Also. I don't know why, if that was supposed to be, like, clearing things up for people, because to me, it just sounds more like he dug himself into a deeper hole a little bit. Yeah. If he's trying to, like, prove a point that the only reason he dated a trans man is because they had bottom surgery, and that then aligned with his genital preferences, that just made him sound more transphobic, in my opinion. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like, oh, well, like, I only dated this one guy, 
Because he said he was, like, attracted to him, like, visually and all that stuff. But then he specifically mentioned the fact that this individual had bottom surgery. I don't know why that would be anyone's business. It's not. And now that I'm thinking about it, that I just... And you brought up the point that that's so inappropriate. Like, I'm just, like, afraid for this person now. Because it's just, like... I really hope that either this person is, like, open about that already or he discussed it with them. Because that's really not cool. It's also no one's business... Yeah, who cares? And why does it matter, like, if you slept with a trans man that had bottom surgery? Yeah. What's, like, I guess I don't know what he's trying to... I think he's just trying to say, like, he just really likes dick, regardless of whether it's... How how should I say that? A cis penis, thank you. Um, I think he's just trying to say, like, that he likes a cis penis or something that looks like a cis penis. How do you feel about a genitalia preference? Because I don't know enough about it to speak on it. I feel like they're very inherently transphobic. I think that there's some real... In in some cases, I think there's, like, people have trauma around, you know, like, certain genitals. And okay. so they may steer away from those genitals because of that specific trauma. And I would never, ever want to say, like, well, you know, you're, like, that's transphobic. Because I don't know your trauma and how you deal with your trauma is absolutely not my place whatsoever yeah aside from that i have a really hard time understanding and as somebody who's only ever been with cis women i still have a hard time understanding how you could really like somebody and then be totally just kind of like shut off to the idea of being with them just because you've maybe never either experienced their genitals or experienced the way that they have sex or you know, any of those things, if you're someone who has sex, I just feel like those are things that can be discussed and worked out. And my sister actually brought up a really great point the other day when we were talking about it. And she was like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of ways to have sex. And we really only look at sex like one way most of the time. Like, yeah. Or, you know, two ways most of the time. There's like the gay way. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the not gay way, which someone who's like, you know, always been in queer relationships. That was really interesting for my pretty straight sister to bring up to me but she made a really good point that like if I were in that position you know where I was you know maybe met a trans woman and I've never had an experience with someone who didn't have you know assuming that this person did not have vagina um I can't picture myself ever just being like absolutely not you know like that just seems really fucked up to me I would just be like yeah let's talk about this and like maybe I'd love it I don't know like I've never been in that position And maybe, you know, I don't know. Like, there's so many questions of, like, how would you even know how you would feel unless you had a discussion about it or, you know, in what ways you can have sex. There's there's just so much that goes into it. I don't think it's cut and dry. No. Um, But for people who are just like, no, absolutely not, to me, that's transphobia. Yeah. Because you're not even considering all the other ways that that can be handled. Yeah. If it's something that is not like a traumatic thing for you yeah it's just I feel like oh another thing I just that just came to my mind so he's very vocal about the fact that he does not he James Charles does not like giving like he's 100% that boy is a bottom um (laughs) so he doesn't like giving he likes receiving so like at that point like who the fuck cares what your the genitals are yeah. Or how the person identifies their genitals. If you like receiving, 
regardless of how that may be, if you like, well, like if you, if you're into anal, who the fuck cares? Like it's a strap, a strap on works. Like Mm -hmm. as somebody who's had both, like a strap on works just the same as a, like a cis penis. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter to him because he's not getting pregnant, but like as my, as myself, I love the fact that I'm never going to get pregnant. So like, you know, and at that point, because he's been so vocal about the fact that he just likes receiving, why the fuck did this matter? That's why it feels like it's rooted in transphobia to me. Yeah. And that's how it is for a lot of people. I think that, like I said, especially when you bring trauma into things, like genital preferences are very real for some very serious reasons. For sure. But then I want to say like a good 95% of the time, (laughs) it's just you being like a whiny baby or like being transphobic or not being open-minded or only thinking of sex as penis vagina or penis butthole and you know like yeah which is still very heteronormative yeah in its in its ways even if it's like you know two cis gay men to me that's that mindset is still very hetero very one way very like traditional we have to do things this way and and, and not very explorative yeah if you if you don't experiment or or just even, like, not experiment, but, like, if you don't, like, explore relationships with any type of person, like, you could be missing out on somebody who you could have a really great time with, or somebody who you might have a relationship with. And I'm not even suggesting that, like, everyone has to be attracted to everyone, because for sure that's not true. Yeah. But if you are attracted to someone, I don't think that genitals are a good enough indicator of whether or not you should be with that person. Yeah. Or, you know, be sexual with that person or whatever. Because if genitals were that important to us, then we would just have sex with whomever has those specific genitals. And their, like, appearance and their, you know, dress and demeanor and all of those things would be less important to us. Yeah. When in reality, that part is more important to us. Yeah. Typically. Yeah. You know, people's personalities and whatever. Um, I feel like we give genitals a lot of, a lot of credit. And, like... Genitals are great, love genitals, but, like, maybe we're giving it too much, too much credit. Yeah. And maybe it's rooted in patriarchy and Christianity. Woo! That'll be our next episode. (laughs) Alright, so, we've talked about a lot of stuff today. A lot of stuff. Lots of stuff. In the end, just don't be fucking transphobic. Please don't be transphobic. It's not cool. It's It's just not cool. And especially as a white person who has privilege... And a cis person who has privilege, and a cis white person who has privilege, who is also talking to a straight man. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, okay? <laughs> like, come on. It's when not- I was growing up, my mom would say, You about to get toe up from the floor? <laughs> and that's what I think of every single time. So don't be transphobic. And also, listen to our podcast next week because we're going to do another one. Yes. One of the days next week. <laughs> coming to you with more information we won't talk about james charles anymore because he sucks yeah cancel cancel (laughs) all right it's been a blast it has been a blast you can follow us on instagram at two queers podcast it's all spelled out letter two letter two no number two is spelled out t-w-o queers podcast and then Twitter? And then Twitter is the number two queers podcast because 
Twitter sucks and wouldn't let me spell it out, so it doesn't match, and I'm so angry. Anyways. It's okay. You can follow us, too. I think we're yeah. tagged and stuff. You can follow us on our Instagram pages. Our own personal one. Mine is Emily Craig, K-R-I-G, Art, and yours is... Mine is hi, underscore, I'm Dom. Perfect. That's me. Yay! All right. It's been a blast. Love you all. Love you. Love you. Thanks for sticking around if you have, actually, for the last two years. <laughs> Everybody is like, fuck you guys. You took too long. Yeah. It's okay. We're back with <laughs> the vengeance. All right. We love you guys. Thanks for listening to Two Queers Walk Into a Church. Mm. Oh, wait, we're still doing it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>